You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the L.A. Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Happy Thanksgiving, Kings fans. I'm Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. We had Dieter Rule on about a month ago, and I said we needed to have him back, so he's back. And he brought DJ Vic One with him. Before we get to the episode, though, today is Thanksgiving. I'm recording this in the wee early hours of Thursday morning. I just want to take a moment to thank all of you and hope that you all have a wonderful holiday. I've gotten a lot of really lovely comments from people this season, and I always appreciate it, but the reality is there are a couple people that, well, I simply wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. I'm not going to go ahead and name them by name, but I will say I hope that each of you listening has more than one person who believes in you and supports you and is there for you when you need them and if you have the opportunity to be that person for somebody else I would urge you to do that too so happy Thanksgiving I hope everybody has a great day and I hope we all see a bunch more Kings victories coming up this weekend all right joining me now organist and musical director Dieter Rule. how are you doing today Dieter I'm good thanks how are you doing Jesse I'm excellent and vegan, aka DJ Vic One. Yeah, we. <laughs> How are you doing today, Vic? You almost didn't believe me. My name I was didn't. V. Yeah, yeah, V I G E N. Yeah. And sporting what I thought were a pair of Jordan Ones. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a few pairs, but these are like the uh, almost official. Like, if it didn't have that extra little white in the back, it'd be the official Jordan, like the Chicago ones. I guess they call them. Now, I have to confess, my knowledge of sneakers, Yes, that's it, what we just went through. I I just saw the uh, the Air Jordan movie. I think it's called Air. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why that was top of, like, otherwise, I'd have just thought, nice pair. Of not, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not too deep either. There's okay. a couple pairs okay. that I like, uh, Jordan-wise, and then um, that's pretty much it. Maybe a couple Air Maxes, but that's it. If anybody out there listening happens to be a huge, I believe they're called sneaker heads. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Knoll, who covers the team for the LA Daily News. Okay. Has a massive collection. Oh, of really? Shoes. It's a big part of his life. So if anybody wants to talk basketball shoes, Andrew Knoll. Okay, good to know <laughs> for guy. sure. Uh, Dieter, we had you on very recently. Said we had to have you back, so we're having you back. First things first. Happy belated birthday! Yeah, thank Absolutely, you. Absolutely, <laughs> thanks. You, you had me up in your perch on your birthday, and you didn't even. I should have picked up oh. on the clues, like the birthday card sitting <laughs> on your on your yeah. work, workstation. But happy birthday, Dieter, man! Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. So, Vic, I've, can I call you Vic? Yeah, please. Right. <laughs> D, DJ. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been up to Dieter's perch. I see yeah. where he, I saw the goal horn. I saw the whole thing. Where are you sitting during the game? Right. So I'm right under, I'm in section 308, but it would be under like the Laker banners. Yeah, Deeds? Like yeah. where, yeah. so it's like right under the Laker banners, uh, as close to the Laker banners as you could pretty much get. Oh, wow. So you guys are just opposite ends. Complete opposite okay. ends. Yeah. Yeah. So he has. Oh, you're at, at the stage. I'm at the stage 308. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So that that was kind of when did that start? Maybe 2020, right after the pandemic, right during the pandemic. I think 21. 21 is when it kind of like launched that area because mm-hmm. uh, before yeah. that it was in 216, just okay. like one of those like camera perch areas, right? Yeah. That's what. Be, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I'm up there pretty much every game. Maybe miss just a few, but not too now many. I've been a Kings fan for a very long time. Okay. And I like to pride myself on my memory and my ability to know when obscure things happen. 
I got to tell you, I don't remember when you got here. I just you've just sort of blended into my memory. Yeah, it's like you're I like, like Jack Nicholson in that photo at the end of The Shining. You were I like always that. here. I like that. I like that. What That's was your real... first year with the team? So uh, before I was the in-game DJ, I did a lot of like fan fest stuff. I did a lot of like charity events with Jen Pope. We did maybe starting from like 2008. So I did a lot of outside stuff community events i just was around so inside officially i came in 2013 2014 season kind of tried out and then by the time they were in the playoffs and then into the stanley cup run i was around for all that um so 2014 was like my official season Dieter, how'd you let this guy on your corner (laughs) (laughs) how could i not no he's a great guy he's great to work and he's it's the show's gotten so much bigger and it just got to be a lot on my plate, and I was just pretty grateful that he came along because I was literally sometimes jumping back and forth um, from what you, you saw. Like there's the organ, there's a the DJ area. It was just like – it was just a lot. So the show's gotten bigger and bigger over the years, so it's great to have him. So was the process – was the thought process, we need another set of hands, we need another person on the music yeah. team, let's look for a DJ? Or was it, hey, well, there's this DJ, let's bring him in? I don't know the details. I mean, I, I know – it had been mentioned, you know, and Danny Zollers, right? Yeah, he's for sure. pretty much the main guy who who brought you in, right? Yeah, rest in peace, Danny Zollers. Uh, yeah. I think he joined the organization maybe 2012, 2012, 2013, and I was still doing the Fan Fest stuff, and he had just gotten hired, and he's like, look, man, we're going to figure something out to getting a DJ inside. I want to give you a shot when that happens and um really i didn't think anything of it when he had mentioned it and then maybe six months down after he had mentioned it they tried out it was like a couple djs from a couple radio stations and uh there was like two or three and i was one of them and uh yeah they just kind of kept calling me back for special thursdays saturdays and then it was like you know what just be here for the games so yeah that's kind of how it all kind of started and uh, I think at first it was just finding uh, what my space is within the show that's already kind of happening. But I think through the years, me and Dieter have definitely kind of like just found this good balance of like yeah, what he does and what I do. Can I just say, I think it's it, it's an example of like what they say, two heads are better than one. Yeah. Like there's double the thought process here. You know, it's not just taking over some of the workload, but it, it's just, you know, collaborating on things and like, oh, yeah. That would work here. Or yeah, vice versa. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, can, I, can I give you an example? Yeah, please. So last game or two games ago, we had this uh, little bit. Well, not a bit. It's called the uh, I think it's called the Geico Fun Fact. Yeah. You know, and we have, we have a production meeting. Uh, okay, today's fun fact is going to be this. And the thought hit me. Hey, Vic, do you have this song by Modest Mouse called Float On? Because the fun fact was about lemons or limes, and one of them floats and one doesn't. And I think it went over everybody's head. Sure. But Trevor read the, the thing. But you it, know that sort of thing doesn't go over people's heads because there are accounts dedicated to tracking sure. yeah. what yeah. you did. Yeah. But so stuff like that, you know, and then was it, it goes both ways. I think it was you and you were on last time. We I told the story about improv and if you're going to do a scene where you're going to buy yeah. bread, yeah. lean in on the detail. So Exactly. Even yeah. if nobody notices, it's not going to hurt anything. It's not going to hurt at all. If people do notice, and they're going to love it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's all positive, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Vic, I have to ask this. Did you grow up in Southern California? I did. Yeah, totally. Born and raised in Glendale. In Glendale. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, I was born and raised in Glendale and um, grew up 
you know, watching the Kings being like into Gretzky in the eighties from my neighbors who were into hockey and Metallica. Like that's how I learned Metallica was the combination. It was like, there's like a correlation of Metallica and the Kings <laughs> in my mind <laughs> from the 80 and long hair and, you know, doing that. Uh, so yeah, totally born and raised LA boy for sure. So what came first in your life, music or sports? Uh, music definitely. Yeah. I've been DJing since I was 17. Uh, and even before I was DJing, I was collecting cassettes. I was buying CDs. I was all into music. So by the time I actually got my first setup when I was 17, I had been collecting maxi singles and extended, you know, cassette, whatever, just albums. And yeah, totally, totally into music. This next question is not meant to be insulting so i hope it isn't not at all not at all did you ever play an instrument or went straight into being a dj um no but i always had passions of like uh drumming and drummers Mm -hmm. you know that always really interests me a lot as an instrument but no actually never played no the reason i ask is uh, (laughs) sorry no no you're good (laughs) um so i remember reading an article or hearing an interview about bob dylan one Uh time and they were saying that his genius wasn't in creating a new sound or writing new songs it was that he had this almost encyclopedic encyclopedic musical memory and that he was able to translate things he had heard mm-hmm. into a new delivery system and there are directors like Quentin Tarantino right yep. who is accused sometimes of not coming up with anything new but he's just seen a million movies and he finds a way to translate And then I was stumbling around YouTube one day and I found a channel that had every sample on Paul's Boutique, the Beastie Boys album, Mm -hmm. in chronological order. And I sat down and I watched it and I realized there's like not a single stitch of original music, I'm using air quotes, on Paul's Boutique. But it's one of my favorite albums. Totally. And whoever it is that produced that album just had all that in their head somewhere or sat down and spent an ungodly amount of time flipping through old old music so i mean is that the kind of relationship that you're that you have with music then sort of pulling from your memory and and inserting it into new uh scenarios yeah so i started off loving like hip-hop and Mm r&b obviously growing up but then going back and learning oh okay there is three samples in this song but that came later right it was like just uh, embracing hip-hop at first but then really going back and realizing dr dre used let's say like on g thing like there's like five whatever three four different pieces and how he orchestrated that it's essentially a mix right you're mixing a bunch of sounds together so the sample end came later for me because i didn't understand what a sample was initially and then it was like no this came from a james brown record this is how they flipped it you know that's kind of what you guys are doing with the whole game experience, really. Kind of like, like a live mix. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. you've got, you know, the power play sound is, what's it called? Sorry, I always that's, forget. Uh, the bing uh, bong, bing yeah. bong. Oh, bing that's bong, the workaholic, two unlimited. Right. Right, with the Westminster that's, chimes. Yes, right. which yeah. is, right. you have to have that in there somewhere to be able to, right. to bring it out. <laughs> right. And now you've got kids, you know, if you're an eight-year-old kid going to a Kings game, you don't know that it's the Westminster chimes. chimes. Right. You just know that it's the LA Kings power play sound. Sure. Same as if, you know, you were in whatever 15-year-old me listening to Paul's Boutique. You're like, oh, this is incredible. Right. Um, So how much collaboration are you guys having on an average game day? Or do you get together once a month or once a week to try and 
create the voice of an LA Kings game? I think it's all the time. I think every game, if there's a theme or if there's something special uh, or if there's a moment that we need to like curate something where it's like, no, let's do this. You know, whether it's my input or his input, we just always kind of collaborate. Yeah. We're just like a, a phone call or text away. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we're not there at the arena. Um, yeah. So we're in touch and pretty frequent. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. It it depends on what the theme is or whatever, but yeah, if we're going through like Halloween night theme or Christmas theme, hey, he's going to play X Y and Z and then I'll take yeah. these. So yeah. we try not to repeat a bunch of stuff too, mm-hmm. right? Even um, starting with like the when the doors open with the he's got the his open set, I've got my open set, so like we'll collaborate. Okay, what I'm going to play this, so please don't play that, you know, or vice versa. Yeah. yeah. If it's mid-game, and uh, an opportunity pops up. I, don't, I can't think of an example, but if something happens during the game or something happens in the crowd or there's an opportunity to be like, oh, the, you know what would be perfect right here is this. I'm assuming you guys both have the headsets in, so yeah, you're getting we got the headsets. We talk to each other. Mm. And sometimes, yeah, stuff will just come to mind. Um, but mainly theater handles, like if it's certain, the majority of the... The in-game quick, whistle breaks, yeah. Quick, but a quick moment if right. something is situational. If you're asking, mm-hmm. he, he knows pretty much all the situations <laughs> in a second, you know. So, uh, and Dieter's taught me a lot as in terms of like what to do in-game. I came from radio. I did radio for 20 years, and I was in the club scene for a long time. So I didn't know a lot of the literal things that are in sports. Like when I first started, I was like, okay, what? <laughs> you know, they're just certain things like, no, because this is happening. So we're playing, you know, the referees are going to figure this out. You know, I don't know. Tell me something good or whatever. Right. Like it, t- it took me a while to realize like, oh, okay. You know, almost take like a game show approach to something as opposed to like I'm mixing in a club. See, I don't know that I've ever heard tell me something good while I'm assuming they're doing like a goal review. Uh, but if I had been paying attention, that would have tickled. Uh, me. Maybe not. I, I don't know if you've, we've done it at, I've maybe. done it at chargers, but I'm saying yeah, like yeah. At, at Kings, he has like a, there's right. a situational moment and he's taught me through the years of like, no, right. this think, is. Yeah. You noticed one a few months ago, I think a few weeks ago, the Beatles. Yes. We can work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Right. There's, just, I mean, and he's just got them mm-hmm. just ready to go, you know? So, so here's, Go ahead. Question that I really have been wondering. It never even occurred to me until I want to say it was 2012. Okay. Somebody complained about the music that played during warmups. Okay. And I just sort of shrugged and was like, I got to tell you, I do not really pay attention to the music for warmups in my limited career as a rec league hockey player. Right. Yeah. I've enjoyed having music playing. But somebody told me that Dustin Penner. Yes. Was the one who shows yes. selected the music yes. for the warm up. So it's a little before your time, Vic. Okay. But he's a former player. He, right. He, I don't remember if he knew a DJ in Edmonton or something that he was getting these these mixtapes or something. He's like, here, Dieter, play this. It's from Dustin Penner. Because before that, the warm up music had pretty much always been pretty hard rock. Mm-hmm. And I was even starting to wonder, like, is this getting old? And so anyway, around the same time, started getting those things from from Penner. From somebody who got him from Penner, and that's right around the time you came in, mm. maybe a year or two later. Um, and so, yeah, the, the switch was wasn't just with us. I think around the league, it was the players wanted to hear more of that something more with a a steady thump, thump. and beat, yep. you know, more of the EDM stuff. Um, 
So yeah. is is yeah. there presently any communication between the team and you guys for the warm up music, or are you just choosing it? And if they wanted to have input, they would. No, there's uh, actually every beginning of every warm up. There's one specific song that we play. Um, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> the title. The best of my life. I'm trying to think of the title, but that's how it starts. That's okay, why I started yeah. by making it. Best of my life. And then it goes, it's so, it's like an EDM track. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if it's, who's that from? Uh, St. John, but it's like a specific no, remix. Player? Was there a player who Oh, that? yeah. I can't remember right off top, but yeah, yeah. there's that one specific song. Yeah. And then, um, I'm going to need you guys to remember the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Gosh, it's been a couple seasons that we've All been right. starting with this. So yeah. even if you have to remember a few days from now and text me, okay, and I'll okay. Put we'll it do. In a few we'll do for we're sure. Gonna, we're gonna need that player. Yeah. Best of my life. Yeah. So yeah, um, we'll get some here and there. We'll get some here and there, and we try to sprinkle it as it makes sense to mm-hmm. keep the tempo up, the energy up. Because um, like uh, for me at least, and Dieter too, like the philosophy for warmups is like just it's like. 15 and a half, 16 and a half minutes, like give it your all, right? Like give it as yeah. high energy as we can go and as fun as we can make it. And yeah. And I think Vic's great with that. Thank it, you. It's I not just, it. it's the energy. It's also the variety. If next time, maybe if you have, if I'm on to, the air during warm up. Oh, so so to me, un- no see. disrespect. It's no. just loud noise. Drowning all good. Out yeah. The sound <laughs> of my own voice. I like so. that. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the goal is just to keep it loud, energetic, and just tempo, you know, give it some some flair. I think yeah. r- there's the space of the rock music still, but I don't think, I mean, right, Deeds, it's like not when you initially started to now oh, the right. transition of right. music styles and everything's just kind of. It's more evolved, I think. Yep. It's more inclusive of all the different styles of music. And I still try to find like a good remix of like a Guns N' Roses song, but nothing too EDM-y to where it gets like just too noisy. Right. But just a good balance of like, oh, it's still Guns N' Roses, but it didn't turn into like yeah. an EDM yeah. festival. Yeah. You know? How many requests do you get from the various levels of the organization, whether it's a track on the organ, a, a recorded track, a, you know? Here and there. Not yeah. too, too, Not much. too much. Yeah. No. I think that's why we have... Um, I think we do a good job because of that, right? I think the freedom yeah, think so. of like, um, Dieter has this idea for this moment, or I'm saying, hey, maybe we should use this for a game or use this for yeah. a pump moment. It's a trust, I think, too, that yeah. like, hey, those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Hopefully. Which we love. Yeah. Is there any kind of yeah. music that if some, like, let's say, you know, I don't know, an executive came to you and said, I want, you know, Le'Veon Rose. Like, and that's that. Would you ever just put your foot down and be like, no, come yeah, on. It's funny you mentioned that because Montreal's coming to town. Yeah. <laughs> French spot. language. Yeah. I was giving some thought a little bit on the organ, yeah. Le'Veon Rose, but. Not really, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they, if it, uh, I think the, the only pushback would be like finding the right time to play something mm-hmm. that might not, we normally wouldn't play, but right. finding the right part of the game to say, okay, we'll play it, but it's, it, it's probably going to be here. So Dieter will know this, but you may not know this, Vic. I've been a fan of this team. I started out as a fan, season ticket member, went to games with my dad, mm-hmm. started working freelance, wound up working for the team. One of the things that I have always desperately wanted, yeah. and I understand why it's complicated. I understand why people say we can't do it. But I've always wanted individualized goal songs mm-hmm. for the players, the way baseball players have walk-up music. Now, I get it. There's goals where – bounces off of three different sticks and you don't necessarily know whose goal it was. So you don't want to play the wrong music. But then there are moments like Kopitar's goal 
uh, the other night against um, Arizona, yep. where you just go like, all right, that was an Andre Kopitar goal. We know yeah. exactly who scored it. Has there ever been any conversation about that kind of thing, a player specific? So I know we toyed around with it a few years ago, yeah, but it never yeah. really stuck. It, uh, I think it didn't stick because uh, things started becoming situational, meaning like if we hit the goal, actual goal song, mm-hmm. and then if we were going to try to squeeze in the player song, something would come up or we would just have to move from the situation right. to the rest of the game and we wouldn't fit it in half the time, right? Right. It was something like that where it just wasn't making sense or, right, it was something like that. We tried it. but Yeah, because there could be a long break between mm -hmm. the goal. The next whistle could happen later. The next whistle could be a penalty or it could be a TV timeout or it could be another goal. And then you never get to that player's song. But I think, Jesse, what you're talking about is like an actual song when the goal happens. Get rid of the the goal. That would be the goal song. Right. Yeah, which I get is then you've got to have 18 have, songs loaded up. And, and I think there's a team or two or a few that might do that. I just think – I just like one goal song. Yeah. For, that's a king's goal. It's a team sport, right? The king scored. That's the king's goal music. Uh, and it's just a different sport. Like baseball is just a different sport. No, so totally. there's that moment where a player walks the home. They're literally walking, right? It's, yeah. And yeah, like I said, yeah, I, I, I yeah. understand all, all the complications. And you yeah. and I were just recently talking about tradition, and I'm going to go ahead and contradict myself here, as I'm fond of doing. So I agree with you in principle. I like having one goal song that's for the LA Kings goal song. Uh-huh. I do get occasionally jealous of other teams, though, that roll out every uh-huh. year. It's like, whoa, what's our goal song this year? You know, and like the uh-huh. Maple Leafs had a Hall & Oates song one year. Yes. You know, it's just sort of... So it's kind – there is that moment that we, I'm not a big fan of Hall & Oates. From the no, I love Hall & Oates. Oh, like, okay. I love Hall & Oates, but I thought time and place. And I thought that song is like – and I've had people look, that's their goal song? It doesn't feel like a goal song to me. It doesn't I thought feel. that was the appeal of it, was that it was so unexpected. Really? Yeah, that it was okay. like, wait, we're playing well, – like this go. is our goal song. And then it sort of gets its own momentum. But having said that, and I'll just use an example, the yeah. the logo – I have often said I would rather stay with a logo I didn't like than change every so often, right? Like, because that's how you get tradition. That's how you get these uh-huh. things that are iconic. Uh-huh. Um, so, but you sort of answered my question, right? Which is why don't we do a different goal? Uh, again, not advocating for it. I don't uh-huh. want a different goal song every year. But is how, what level does that conversation happen at? Like, if you wanted to, let's just say next year you wanted to do, you know, a Wang Chung. As the goal song, like, do you go to Sean? Do you go to, do you yeah. guys get together? Like, how would that decision get made? I think that would have to come from Sean if he wanted to change something up yeah, like that. I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, yeah, I like the identity of the one track. So, mm-hmm. you know, boom, that it hit and everyone, you know, everyone's on the haze and yeah. let's go. You know? Yeah. And plus, you will know if you hear this. Well, I guess you'll know if you hear the horn. Sure. There's a goal <laughs> scored. But I mean, if you somehow miss the horn, like, oh. I hear that. That means we scored. Just like with you call it the penalty bells or yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, that's that's change, good yeah. news. The power play yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was a brief period of time where I would just tweet out the words "bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong" <laughs> every time the Kings were about to go on the. I love that sound. Yeah, it's um, the best for sure. So, Vic, then I've got to ask you. I know what Dieter's favorite memory is. It's laying on that horn in 2014. Yeah. 18 times or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Vic, do you have yeah. a favorite uh, LA Kings memory so far? Yeah, that it was probably the same uh, night because yeah. I uh, ended up being up top. Um, what's the area, Deeds? What, City what View it? Terrace, right? No, no, no. Oh. I was um, 
the game five, I was up top by like Danny where like oh, Nancy's with me. at. Yeah. You're up with uh, me. Where you yeah, up I was yeah. up there. Right. Yeah. And normally I'm in. Down um, the crowd in the camera well. Right? Yeah. So, and they had me up top. So, yeah, that Stanley Cup, uh, I was there as well. And it was my first season. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And Bob Miller was up there too, which is Oh, Fox, that's right. Recording. Yeah, they yeah. were recording. Yeah. So it was real crowded up there. Very <laughs> special. Yeah. It was and, special. Yeah. And yeah. I couldn't be. It, uh, I was uh it was actually very close for me not working the game because they didn't have a place to put me because of all the camera wells being filled up. And so yeah, I ended up Coming um up with me, yeah. Yeah, and and Danny and Brooklyn at the time were were um like no, we need our guy up here. So yeah. that was one of them. The other one I would say that comes in second place is doing like the All-Star game. Oh yeah. Uh in 2017, <laughs> that was really cool uh for me as well. That was like I, I laughed because of Snoop. Yeah, um, <laughs> Snoop was there that year and uh, live, yeah, live microphone. Yep. <laughs> you want to tell him? Tell him oh, about no, that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he he had played a dirty version of a song at the, and it was televised during Oops. intros. I think Oops. it was like a. It was one of those things that I wake up like from a nightmare, like, oh my God, did they play a new song? <laughs> it, it played out in real life that day, and I was like, oh man. And it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty. Yeah, it was interesting, but that was a close second. Were there any penalties uh, levied as a result of that? I don't think so because uh, he got out of it real quick. It it was like he played next episode. It was the dirty version. Then once he realized, he went to like James Brown or something real quick. But um, yeah, it was a nightmare that I saw play out in real life. I was like, oh, my gosh, this actually happened because that's a nightmare of mine playing a dirty version out. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Totally. Now, quick diversion here i've been staring at your hat this whole time is yeah. that an mf doom hat it is an mf doom right. hat yeah okay. boom yeah all right. all right boom not the not the cartoon the rapper yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah all right nice i like it yeah and thank it's the you. colors of my high school so. oh really okay which i usually don't care about yeah but every now and then he long just beach, long beach poly yeah oh. Jack he uh passed maybe a little over a year ago and then they started releasing some of like his official mm-hmm. merch so yep so you guys obviously collaborate with each other during the game. I'm assuming based on what I saw from Deidre's Perch, you can't see each other. You're not making any or whatever 300, 400 feet away. So you're or right. yards, whatever the uh-huh. <laughs> measurement is. Far. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely far. Yeah. Um, so how is it with the entire team? Like whoever it is that's, that's playing the point guard on the whole night. Um, are they pretty good at distributing the ball? Are they pretty good at making sure everybody's absolutely? Yeah. Involved? I think, um, the last couple of seasons, we've just gotten, I don't know, what's the word? Tighter, brighter? I into don't know. a groove. Yeah. A good rhythm. Yeah. Madonna into a groove. Yeah, into the groove, right? <laughs> into the groove. So whatever. Something. No. Boom. Is that Boom. the year? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See? So it's a bunch of that. We have a bunch of that. Yeah. As if we didn't feel old. <laughs> no, but I'm saying musical <laughs> yeah. moments like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think uh, it's just been what we've been doing. We've been able to just tighten up whatever it's been but i feel like yeah this season specifically it's been just feels good i mean it always does but it's just felt like everything um has just been yeah i don't know it's been fun every game's been fun and it starts at the top with sean and then in our in our production department Mm -hmm. then uh katie's on headset producing the whole show so is Kate is sorry to mix metaphors, but yeah. is Katie the point guard then? Like Sean, for those listening who may not know, is in charge of in arena entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I've seen him like he's got too much on his plate to really be hands on. Right. Right. He's like the coach, I guess, to force this <laughs> metaphor even more. So is Katie then the 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 in game one doing all the directing? She's managing. Yeah, because there'll be times when she has to make a change right on the fly. Like, oh, well, 
this ran late, so now we're going to have to do this. Let's scrap this, or 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 sometimes we'll lose a, a TV timeout. There's there's an icing, another icing, another icing, and then I think the NHL has a rule: you can't break with 30 seconds or less mm-hmm. in the first and second period, two minutes or less in the third period. So yeah, she's basically driving the ship up there. And then we have Patrick, yep, Kristen, Samaria, Samaria. They yeah. all, yeah, everyone's all all hands on deck, and yeah, they're. That's awesome. not to mention the guys in the audio booth, the guys in the video control room. Yeah. Stay Say something yeah. mean about Mikey Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? I can't. I can't. The guy smiles. He listens. So if you want to say the something time. nice, no, he'll hear it. No, listen. Mikey <laughs> is literally one of – in my phone, it says Mikey Kings and there's a smiley face emoji. <laughs> I don't put a lot of emojis next to people's names. He's got a smiley face emoji. This is a fact. I'm, I'll show you. This is a fact. <laughs> Mikey is the most happiest person I know. I think, for the most part, it's real. I it's I've known him long enough. Listen, that, I took a road trip with him to Arizona last year. Yeah, I hoping think. and just waiting <laughs> to find the crack, and uh, I didn't find it. Look, Mikey Kings with a smiley, smiley face. face. Look at that. See, <laughs> yeah, he's got the smile. Nah, man, he's a one. Mikey's a one. Mike and Kayla love working. Yeah, with both that. of them. And now for we sure. have Hannah too. Yeah, and Hannah. That's right. And yeah. Zach also. Yeah, does yep. his uh, no, the, the crew keeps growing. Right. Right. Yeah, I love it. No, that Mikey's uh, a one for sure. I tried Mikey. I tried to get somebody to say no. Something about I, you know, um, nah. I, it's been years. I've I've tested waters, and he's just uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, like, he's impossible. It nah, crazy yeah. in the best possible way. But nah, Mikey's a one for for real. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried to see if I can poke at it, and <laughs> yeah. it's like no, nah, he does that. Like that's him. So when we had Dieter on last time, uh-huh. we chronicled all the continents and hemispheres that he's performed. Uh, what's the most impressive place you've ever performed? So I DJed with the hip hop group The Far Side. Okay, uh, that's I, impressive. Yeah, I did actually right before I got hired with the Kings, maybe 2012 to 2013. So we went on a world tour, um, Japan twice, uh, Australia, New Zealand. Those were New Zealand was very off the wall for me because I just would never assume that I'm trying to think we went to Fran- Europe a bunch. Um, but those were probably. Have you guys ever sat down and compared countries? No, I, I don't want to play with Dieter. <laughs> Dieter is way more experienced for sure. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of Europe, uh, London. So, yeah, that was a fun year for sure. How does the Crypto.com arena compare to all the places you were playing? Oh, crypto's awesome, man. It's such a legendary place. You know, the shows we were doing overseas, maybe uh, festivals here and there, but some of them could be just like a little, I don't want to say hole in the wall, but a couple hundred I'm people. Sorry, you you know? They're yeah. not listening. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. You never know. Well, that's uh, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. Um, some of them were small. I mean, sometimes we did uh, 10,000 person festival. Sometimes it'd be a couple hundred people all in the same run. You know, it's like we do one 200 seater and then. 2000 the next day that just real quick i i talking about this reminded me of not that i take you for granted vic but no. but we i had to go work the game in australia without you right okay yeah yeah yeah. and i was reminded like wow vic does a lot oh, so thanks, i man. had i had to wear two hats really right um and it's it's a lot like you're focused on okay king's goal music king's goal horn coyote's goal music coyote's goal horn um, and it'd be on for everything from the minute doors open until the game's over. 
which Vic and I covered together. So somebody could go to the bathroom. Somebody could just take a breather, could breathe for, for, for a few minutes. Yep. So I, I had the extra responsibility of working the game without Vic. And it got even crazier because the arena didn't have uh, a, a scoreboard horn. Like here at Crypto, there's a little, there's a horn, not little. It, it's like a horn. Attack. When the clock hits zero, it goes off automatically. It's not me. It's different than the goal horn. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case in Australia. So I had to hit the horn manually. So, okay, I'm focused on organ, on pre-recorded tracks, all the tracks, all the goal music, all the goal horns, and then the scoreboard thing, horn. So there's a lot on my plate. But I'm, anyway, I'm just trying to say that it was just – Vic was definitely missed. And, and in the past, there have been little things here and there where I've had to do it alone. It's like, oh, no, this is why – it's a two-person job. <laughs> right. Two brains, with, it's all, sure. I'm pretty sure all the NHL rinks have it that way. It's a two-person job. Yeah. Baseball, hockey, et cetera. Yep. Yeah. So we're in the middle of renovating the arena. We've gone through phases one and two. Right. Mm-hmm. And phase three is pretty ambitious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with you, Dieter. I can't remember if we talked about this the last time you were here, but have the renovations to this point interfered with how you do your job? To this point, no. Okay. And that will remains to be seen for this coming summer because I've heard they're going to dig out right below where I'm at. So like the 300s between, I think, 324-ish, 325 to about 328. And I'm above 328. So from what I've heard from from the building people is that it'll take place below me, but that where I'm at, that flooring has to stay. Um, a load bearing. Uh, I think so. Structure. Yeah, the structure of the building right. and all that. So, um, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. Yeah. And so theoretically, it shouldn't. Ch- I mean, I was up there on right. Saturday. Right. Seems theoretically, like it, it would be right below me. Right. Um, I'm not sure if anybody has anything else in mind for the. the like relocating me? I don't know. Hope they keep me in the loop if that happens. Right. Yeah. Vic, any yeah. impact on how you do your job? I don't think so. No, I think for now, for for the most part, right, Deeds, from what I remember, I think it's staying as is. Yeah. Minor things, but I don't think oh. it's anything that's going to no. just change the whole. Does your stuff live, like, I, apologies for not knowing no what kind of equipment you're working yeah. with, but. I just remember the ads for that boxy looking car 15 years ago that was almost exclusively, it seemed to be designed for DJs in Brooklyn. But like, do you carry gear with you to and from the games or do you have a permanent setup? Uh, we we have a few setups actually through the years that we've accumulated. So Dieter's got one because he still loads mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff and still needs um, a DJ rig to do multiple tasks right. with. And then I have my own rig. Where they live, it's somewhere in crypto. I think okay. it's either in one of the cages or in one of the offices and yeah right i I can't stay because there's other events sure so sports and concerts other people are touching your stuff in between games no Uh, (laughs) no 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 it's in like king's property somewhere within crypto all locked up but you show up early and set it up yeah yeah. well it gets put in the place yeah yeah Yeah, it gets in the air it gets someone brings it up to the area and then i make sure i yeah yeah, it's all i hate it when people touch my stuff and i've had to get real comfortable with the idea and I probably phrased it wrong, but like a week ago, whatever it was, we were getting ready to film an interview and the microphones we're speaking on right now had to be removed and taken to a different location. And I said, I give you permission to touch my stuff. It's not technically my stuff. It's technically the king stuff, but it's my stuff. And uh, But I had to like just say it out loud uh, to get yeah. comfortable well, with myself. Everything stays in the cases. So, I mean, it's fine unless someone cracks it open. And mm-hmm. mess- Can you tell? Unless something's broken, no, yeah, not really. Right. No, I'm gonna go touch your. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. Um, 
but yeah, there's a few rigs that live there that we've just kind of uh, had through the years. Yeah. It's just been there. Makes life awesome. DJ, you don't take your organ home, do you? Oh, no. No. <laughs> It's Not like bad. five. It's five hundred. Deli- no, it's a huge piece. <laughs> I don't of even know how you'd get it off of the. It was piano movers yeah. when it got it delivered. Did they have to take it out on the roof? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Um, during Lake, but... did the Lakers and Clippers have an organ player? The uh, the Lakers did up until about a year ago. Was it playing on your organ? No, it was right. the uh, like a portable keyboard um, over on press level. Because um, I did the Lakers for like fifteen years, and mm-hmm. then when I left. The guy used to cover for me. He was offered the job, and then he took it. Um, but they made the switch at the beginning of last season to go with all recordings. And uh, they had asked me if I wanted to make some recordings. I was like, uh, hmm. I mean, I'd like to return if, if you want to have the organ back. But I didn't feel comfortable making recordings. But I've been hit up on Twitter a lot. People what? were like, what happened to Dieter? And it wasn't even me. It was the guy who filled in, who covered, who re- re- replaced me. But there was the, I guess the change has been pretty noticeable. That they, they, they're going asking, with recordings now. Yeah, if you don't mind yeah. my asking, why were you not comfortable making recordings? I mean, this is like my livelihood, and right. and I'm giving them something they could keep forever. And on one hand, it's like it's it would be so redundant to make recordings because even if you make 15 tracks of charge or or whatever fan prompts, it's just it's always going to be exactly the same. There's no feel, right? Um, I think that's something Vic's good at. With recorded music, he gives it a feel where tracks aren't always the same, whether it's mm-hmm. tempo or effects or blending into other things. You know, I think a DJ can do that work as magic with recorded tracks. And with, with, with organ stuff, I mean, it's sporting events. I think, I hope people can just, even it's just not even at the forefront of their minds. They're like, oh, that just felt so natural. Because that happened all throughout last basketball season. People were tweeting, what's going on? It sounds like a Clippers game. And it's all these recordings. And it sounds like a video game. And But, yeah, whatever they want to do. You know, <laughs> you know but sure. yeah. yeah. Vic, yes. and we're going to get weird in a second, guys. Because oh, Dieter just go. triggered a, <laughs> okay. a thought in my mind. But before we do that, we got to get to a question that I should have asked at the start. Okay. Where does the name DJ Vic One come from? Oh, okay. Uh, so I was really into graffiti. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of graffiti artists add a one to the back of like their tag name. Mm-hmm. So that's. So you're saying you're a tagger? Uh, <laughs> I was uh, aspiring. Yeah. No, I was aspiring. I wasn't great at it, but I still love it to this day. Like I haven't, I still appreciate good graffiti. Where does art. Vic come from? Vic, so my name is Vegan. Uh-huh. Uh, people used to call me Vegs with the G. That's the- a very hockey nickname. Vegs, right? right? Yeah. Now yeah. thinking about, yeah. ah, you know what? <laughs> so when I was in the third grade, I unofficially was like, I don't like people calling me Vegs. Fair. Call me Vic, right? Okay. So that's my, like, <laughs> I guess you can say American name. I don't sure. know. But. I kind of named myself Vic because just Vigs was kind of not working my. I can see how if you weren't a hockey player in not at Alberta, all. <laughs> right, at right, nineteen years old, Vigs wasn't really going to work for you. Yeah. But you know what? That's my hockey name because I there thought, what would my hockey name be? And it's not Vicky, right? It wouldn't be no. Vic or, or, or stupidly enough, the probably the hockey translation of Vic would be Vicker. Vicker. Like they like green like Matt Green was greener right Matt, Dustin Brown I guess was brownie not browner but like yeah it's e or er um, I'd, I'd have to go back and that think. was a player like back in the sixties or seventies wasn't it 
Who? Mike Vicker or Oh, probably. I on the know. Canucks or the Rangers? Or yeah. There's a Vicker. All right, now I'm going to have know. to look it up. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> but that's where straight to hockey DB. But that's where Vic one came from. So yeah, it was my like Vic and then cuz uh, I was Steve Vickers. Vickers. Jim Vickers. That was it. Go. Ted Vickers, Glenn Vickers. Lots yeah. of Vickers. A lot of Vickers. Uh, yeah. All right, so here's the weird question. Because this yeah. was, I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. I don't oh, know, okay. I don't even know no, why. Let's get, this is going to get weird. Yeah. But this is a conversation <laughs> that I've fought with friends about in the past. And I think, I think my position on it has changed as I have progressed through my own career. But I'm very curious to know where you guys come down on it. All right. Um, I had a friend who was, uh, he studied, I want to say graphic design uh, at a, at a arts school in Long Beach. And he was, asked to do a project mm-hmm. and he was asked to do it for free and he wouldn't because he had the attitude of you shouldn't work for free my experience my training my you know it's it has worth and they were like well exposure yeah and so that's the conversation right do you work for exposure the lakers want you to make recordings you don't want to and part of it as you said it's your livelihood yeah but when i started and this is the part i was thinking about when i worked in the shower <laughs> you know i was independent for years before mm-hmm. i started working for the kings i never yeah. got paid for it i paid to have hosting fees and all that and then yeah. when i worked for the kings i did freelance and it slowly increased over the years so the question is when you started out and we'll start with you Dieter. yeah you were playing you know, i mean well you started working for professional sports since <laughs> when you were what 12 <laughs> So. Yeah, 15. Uh, 10 and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah 15. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, that that period of time where you you being anyone. I mean, there's value in putting yourself out there. Let me ask you this. Though, just, yeah. this um, you mentioned in your early days, you started mm-hmm. out working for maybe not much. Right. Right. So. Where you are today, would would you feel like you would do the same? A hundred percent. Really? But but I had a very unique path, so I don't want to force okay. it on other people Got and say it. you should do it the way I did I it. I kind of feel cause... like – I don't know if Vic feels the same, but we've kind of worked our way up. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did start at 15 or even <laughs> my first year with with the Lakers, yeah. the pay wasn't great. Right. It was like, oh. But, you know, gradually you work your way up. And, like, so um, at this point, you know, I think – I bring some value hopefully not just what i do but just I mean, get the, out of here you do the, tremendous the value. timing and the experience and, <laughs> yeah you know it, institutional knowledge alone uh, never mind your actual <laughs> talents so i don't know about you Vic. So, i right? think it's <clears throat> excuse me i think it's like an age thing i think um like i started in radio when i was 20 years old i worked mm-hmm. at power 106 on the street team i worked uh for years and years and years on the street team and i grinded and i finally got on air um I think there's times to start certain things. I think like specifically like radio, right? Uh, I wouldn't start working on the street team if you're 35 years old, right? right? Like there's times to say, okay, I'm 20. Let's grind it out. I think there's certain things that have a time limit. So um, depending on what you're going into, yeah, I would um, sacrifice the time or the energy to do it, but it just... I think it depends on age and the situation, to be honest with you. So I think now that you've mentioned that 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 sort of triggered the memory of why it came into my head (laughs) this morning. uh, There's a TikTok or something. People were talking about the do what you love. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, I I do what I love. Absolutely. But I was at a place in my life where I was able to sacrifice eight years of financial comfort. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, You know, I couldn't start today. Right. 
redo the path. Absolutely. That got, yeah. Like, yeah. And to this day, that's how I feel. It's right. like uh, there's a wealth in here. I'm pointing mm-hmm. to my heart. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, I don't get paid the player salaries. Right. And I, I, nor should I get it. They're, they're the main attraction. They're the draw, right? You know, but I'm happy inside. Mm. Absolutely. But yeah. I, again, I think like for me at least, or like, you can start to DJ in your late thirties, right? But expecting you to, I don't know, be on the radio or expect you're going to be, I don't know, just having crazy high expectations. It might take you till you're 55, almost 60 to get where you want. Do you want to commit that time? I don't know. So I say all that to say like, yeah, if you're in your early stages and you want to sacrifice a bunch of time, um, then yeah, absolutely. But you got to put, you know, the older you get and the more responsibilities you get. And okay, is this worth carving out this Saturday, Sunday for the next six months or whatever? Right. I don't know. So I've seen Hannah, uh-huh. Hannah Davy, anthem singer, for those listening who may not know. I've seen Hannah Davy go from, uh, air quotes, just a season ticket member to now the national anthem singer for the LA Kings. Yeah. I've seen her get recognized on the concourse. I've spoken to her about how weird it is. And, it is weird, right? She'll never admit it. Nobody likes to talk about it, but I've seen people get freak out about Dieter. Yeah. You know, it happens, right? As yeah. soon as you get singled out on a any kind of screen, whether it's a Jumbotron or the TV screen, someone's going to recognize you yeah. and it'll make their day. Have you begun to notice that or or how long has it been since it started happening to you? Uh, well, I was on radio actually on air maybe tw- 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. Plus, I was doing a lot of concerts with Power. Right. Then I got on the morning. So I've been since then, maybe 2007, 2008. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So. How is it at Kings games though? Because that's, oh. it's a very, it's a very niche audience, right? It's a- Oh yeah. That's been happening since, gosh, probably 24 since I started. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's awesome. I love it. And it happens like at Vaughn's. It happens at a <laughs> Ralph's. It happens at Crypto. It happens at the most random places. Like. You, you're at the Kings, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, man, I was at the, you know. So, yeah, it's been happening um, for a while now. Where's the know. weirdest place you've been recognized for anything you've done? <laughs> uh, Japan. Okay. I've gotten recognized in Japan. Ran- the mo- In the most random, like, getting food. Like, hey, man, you're from L.A., aren't you? Like, nah, get out of here. Like, and, and yeah. like They were also from L.A.? They were from L.A. from years ago. Okay. But it was like a radio connection of like um, some YouTube videos I used to do back in the day nice. of like uh, interview pieces. So yeah, Japan. Dieter, like, where's the weirdest place you've been recognized? Weirdest or, place. Or the furthest from LA. Well, Australia. Okay. Well, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, but sure. recently, uh, it's happened, like uh, Vic mentioned at Ralph's, um, but also in the parking lot at SoFi. I went to my first Chargers game and right after I parked, a couple guys walked over and I don't I was like, I don't know what's going on here to myself, but they were so nice. Oh my God, you're Dieter, right? I go, yeah. Oh, we love your work. And they were super nice. And they're like, we get a picture with you. And I go, yeah. You know? So yeah. Dieter's a unicorn. I've done, um, I've been at Dodgers when, um, uh, Dieter's done his thing and he's came, I've done like fan fest stuff and he'll come out to say hi here and there. And people love Dieter. Like they love love Dieter. It's, it's yeah. He's a unicorn, man. Have you been to SoFi? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I well, work he, with the Chargers. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do music. At, My fault for not doing any research. Yeah, no, no, you're no, you're totally good. Yeah, I've been with them since 2017, since they. Came so out that of that arena is bonkers. 
Yeah, like that thing is yeah, that's a huge. And someone was just telling me that's it's a actually stadium. Yeah, well, yes, yeah. yeah someone was telling me it's actually three separate structures for earthquake concerns. So that like the uh, outer shell, the inner, and then the lower bowl are actually technically three separate. It's massive. But the reason I bring it up yeah. is, um, I'll ask you what the actual differences are. I'll ask you what what you might think the differences are, but like how different is it performing there as compared to crypto.com? Sure. Well, you're going from what 75 to 80,000 at SoFi. And then we probably max at like 19, maybe 20 on like a really crazy, crazy night. So the number difference, sure. and then, yeah, it's just massive, man. It's just a huge, huge space. And I don't know the biggest difference, maybe size wise, you know, cause even like the audio difference, right. It's just, it's, really loud i mean Dieter yeah. was just there it's like really Pretty really loud. loud yeah um and um you know it's a five billion dollar yeah. stadium so the the bells and whistles that come with the five billion dollars you know but i still feel like cryptos like are our home you know it's yeah, home yeah. you know yeah. for sure it still has that home feel um i don't know i guess that's the difference you know i don't know Dieter, does the size of the crowd change your approach to a to a score to a no, I don't think so. No, because no. uh, like Vic mentioned, our crowds are, are, you know, hockey arena crowds. Whereas, like when I'm working at Dodger Stadium, it's like fifty thousand, but yet I still approach it. Whether the stadium's half empty at twenty five or whatever, I'm still like, it's about reacting to what happens on. I love how casually you guys are both like, you know, if I'm performing in front of fifty thousand people <laughs> or eighty five thousand people, like whatever, it's fine, you know. Um, ho-hum just a guy uh well because i think if you try to wrap your head around the number then mm. you're like overthinking stuff and i think if you strip it down to say okay well what's the best song to play for this moment right and it's weird because like on one hand we're not in the spotlight at all we're not sure. there in concert you know people are there to watch the games right but on the other hand what we're playing is being heard by all if they choose to listen you know if they're focused or if they hear us and yeah so yeah, I can see what you're saying, Jesse. Like, even if you're not, yeah. I don't know if either of you guys are familiar with the show Community. It's not on the air. Uh, it was on the air a while back. Yep. But the background music on that show, I've been rewatching yeah. it. Just a personal thing. But the, the background music on that show, even though I wasn't even aware of it the first time I watched it, it's absolutely a character. You know, it, it uh, was telling Dieter all this the last time he was here. I mean, it, it just creates the mood. It creates yeah. the voice, the tone, yeah. whatever. And it is 100% perfect right. experience. There's little subtle things that we do, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that helps create the vibe over at, at King's. Yeah, I think one of uh, an example is like when I stop playing music, Dieter will blend the last song I'm playing into him actually right. playing. So like if we end with Get Lucky, Daft Punk, Pharrell, if that's my last song, play on top of that and then i'll kind of like during the pregame you know just set, like yeah. little things like that to where it's custom for us and that's kind of like yeah. our little thing I, that we i don't do. think other teams are doing that no not I, that i know of yeah well i don't yeah. yeah i don't go to any other teams i occasionally go to ducks games but that's about it um i can't remember if i've used this example with you Dieter, or not but vic did you ever watch pti pti pardon the interruption on espn no so it's a half an hour talking head show. It sort of created the current model that everybody's copying. But either way, at the end of the show, there's this little tag. Okay. At the end, the two hosts have said their goodbyes. Cuts to a black screen with the show logo on the screen. It shakes. All right. And a voice goes, PTI. Right. 
I can't watch that show without the little PTI at the end. And when it happens, I say it out loud with the thing. So, like, that's how important these little moments that nobody probably ever thinks about. That nobody at ESPN is having a meeting going, like, are we going to do the title card at the <laughs> yeah, end yeah, where yeah. the voice whispers PTI? that goes PTI? to show there's these little things that 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 uh, each – like, like you felt that. Maybe for somebody else, there's a different part of that show. Maybe it's just the, the look, the, mm -hmm. the, the side, the thing yep, on the side yep, with yep. the sliding graphics there, or the, the bullet points of yeah, what's the next. The upcoming, right? yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Um, okay, yeah, that and so, who knows? Maybe there's things that Vic and I do that are people. There's some. No, there are 100% are. Yeah. That's... All right. So last question, yeah. please. I'll start with Dieter. Let's say Vic went rogue one day. Let's say in the middle of the game, <laughs> he just starts playing. No. You know, get back here. The oh, okay. not safe radio yeah. versions yeah. of every song, and he's right. oh my god, the nightmare, just, the nightmare, yeah, yeah. happening. Yeah, but let's just say he's dream. he's <laughs> off the reservation. He's, he's a little head pieces uh, out. You can't get to him. He's doing what he wants to do. How long for you to call somebody up to come and tackle him and get him? Off? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the protocol uh, for for Rogue Vic? No, nah, I think what? the sound guy will just turn me off, and that's it. That, yeah, uh, off say. with <laughs> off with Vic. That's yeah, it. I think right? Katie would be. Bring him down. What's going on yeah. over there? What? Vic? I, I wouldn't even say a minute. Be, right? <laughs> It'd be quick. Yeah. yeah. It'd be <laughs> Yeah. Our audio guys would just shut him down. <laughs> and what if Dieter just didn't stop playing? I think it, it well, because there's the main sound guy. Sure. So he'll just slide him on. What if he got in there? Oh, the goal horn. The, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I just was way Oh, right. yeah. The goal horn. Yeah, they'd have to call engineering yeah. to, to unpatch that. He would definitely that. get tackled. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> It'd take him a minute to get to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It would. For sure. All right, well, yeah. now I want to see that. That's, yeah. the <laughs> That's the next goal. Yeah. I love right. it. Listen, DJ Vic One, thank you so much for Man, joining me. Man, thank you so much for having me, Jesse. I really appreciate Dieter it. Dieter Roll, thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me Happy back. belated birthday. Thank yeah, you. Man. DJ, when's your birthday? December 13th. Coming oh, up. We have, coming a, up. We have a game right. coming Happy up. Happy early birthday. Yeah, Happy thank you. belated birthday. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Game coming up. All right. If people want to yeah. follow you guys on social media, where are they going, Vic? Yeah, at V-I-C-K-O-N-E. That's it. Vic One. At Dieter Roll. D-I-E. T E R R U E H O E. I was not going to be able to spell no, that. No, I wasn't going to spell that. Just, I got yeah. it. <laughs> if I sat down and actually had to, like a spelling test, I'd have gotten it right, but off the rip. It'll like, pop up yeah. for sure. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you so much for Man, joining. Man, thank you so much, Jesse.